Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything, from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. Tonight, the gripping testimony in the Derek Chauvin murder trial and the never-before-seen video of George Floyd just moments before his deadly encounter with police. Video of the final hour of Floyd's life inside the convenience store. The teenage store clerk who flagged Floyd's $20 bill as counterfeit takes the stand describing the guilt of watching Floyd die. Plus, the emotional moment a witness breaks down sobbing. Kids and the vaccine, the encouraging news tonight that Pfizer shot is 100% effective in children as young as 12. Plus, why millions of doses of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine are delayed. Rebuilding America. President Biden unveils a new ambitious proposal saying it will create thousands of jobs. But who will foot the bill? The border crisis and the shocking video tonight of smugglers dropping toddlers onto American soil over the border wall. Sex trafficking investigation. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates, a top Trump ally, now under federal investigation for an alleged relationship with an underage girl. Tonight, what he's saying. Breaking news. Detectives determine the cause of the Tiger Woods crash. Women and the pandemic. We go inside a vaccine research lab with one of the female scientists trying to bring an end to the COVID crisis. And American kindness. How CBS Evening News viewers stepped up in a big way to feed military families in need. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on a busy Wednesday night. We are going to begin tonight with that stunning new video of George Floyd and the heartbreaking testimony at the murder trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. It really has been a dramatic day of twists and turns in court, with jurors hearing from the strangers whose lives crossed paths with Floyd shortly before Chauvin pinned the 46-year-old to the ground with his knee on Floyd's neck. One witness, a man who stopped his car when he saw police struggling with Floyd, sobbed uncontrollably as he said he couldn't help but feel helpless. The trial, which is being carried wall to wall on live television, has focused on hours of graphic body cam and cell phone video of Floyd's final moments, leaving nearly every witness today to break down and forcing one juror to leave the courtroom after suffering what the judge called a stress-related reaction. And we've also got some disturbing details about a surge of coronavirus infections in a new group of Americans and some breaking news about millions of vaccines that have been spoiled. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, CBS's Jamie Ucas is going to lead off our coverage from outside the courthouse in Minneapolis. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening, Nora. Every day the prosecution has played new video from the day Floyd died. Each witness then narrates what they saw happen in front of them more than 10 months ago. The jury's watching and seeing that reliving those moments is traumatizing. Today, the jury got to see the shocking police body cam video of officers putting George Floyd into a squad car. The intense struggle continued on the other side of the vehicle. Floyd eventually forced to the ground. Charles McMillan witnessed it all. The 61-year-old broke down as he relived the moment in court. McMillan had confronted Chauvin about his actions. And tonight, for the first time, we're hearing Chauvin's initial reaction to what had just happened. He's going to control this guy because he's a sizable guy. Yeah, not that. I'm going to get in the car. It looks like he's probably on something. Earlier, the prosecution showed this newly released security video of Floyd inside the Cup Foods convenience store less than two hours before his death. 19-year-old Christopher Martin worked at the store and had a brief conversation with Floyd. But it kind of took him a little long to get to what he was trying to say, so it would appear that he was high. CBS legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. Is there also a strategy in bringing it up ahead of the defense? The prosecution is always better off with bringing up bad evidence ahead of the defense if they know the defense is going to bring it up, because then the prosecution becomes the giver of truth. It's not trying to hide anything. Martin says Floyd bought a pack of cigarettes with what appeared to be a counterfeit $20 bill. I noticed that it had a blue pigment to it, kind of how a $100 bill will have. And I found that odd, so I assumed that it was fake. Martin and his co-workers tried twice to get Floyd to speak with their manager, but he remained in his SUV. A store employee then called police. For your mind during that time period? Uh, disbelief. Thank you. Okay. Why guilt? Um, if I would have just not taken the bill, this could have been avoided. 
Rodney Floyd, George Floyd's brother, sat in court today when prosecutors played the disturbing police body cam videos one after another. A pool reporter in the courtroom said it was excruciating to watch his reaction. Prosecutors are now starting to question investigators on technical parts of this case. Nora. Jamie Ukas, thank you. We're going to turn now to that breaking news tonight in the fight against COVID. Johnson & Johnson is reportedly halting future shipments of its vaccine. This comes after a production mix-up ruined millions of doses. Now, the setback comes as cases are spiking again across the country. For more on all this, we can go now to CBS's Meg Oliver. Tonight, the nation bracing for a fourth wave as cases continue to climb. New data from the CDC showing the highest number of cases per capita concentrated in Michigan and the Northeast, including Rhode Island. I have never been through a year as difficult as this one. Dr. Megan Ranney treats COVID patients at Rhode Island Hospital. I'm seeing lots of folks who are around my age coming in with COVID. Why are we seeing an increase in the younger patients? They have not been vaccinated yet. And the second is they're now going out and about. Are states opening too soon? I wish to God that states would hold on just a little bit longer. At least 18 states have lifted capacity limits on most or all businesses, and 19 currently have no mask mandate. Two more, Alabama and Utah, will discontinue theirs in the next two weeks. To date, the Biden administration pleading. We need a simple thing of every governor, mayor, and local leader. Simply to maintain or to reinstate mask mandates. And tonight, Michigan signaling where the nation could be headed. New COVID cases exploding from about 1,100 a day to more than 5,000 a day in just over a month. The largest increase, newborns to 19-year-olds. Today, Pfizer reporting its vaccine is 100% effective at preventing symptomatic cases in children ages 12 and 15. And a sign that vaccines are having an impact. Yale New Haven Health in Connecticut seen a nearly 70% reduction in patients over the age of 55. But what's that means is we're seeing a lot more 30 and 40 year olds coming in. Patients like 32 year old Louis Carleglio who had a harrowing battle with COVID. I didn't even know I was close to intubation at, at any point but apparently I was. I think the message is nobody is completely safe unless you're vaccinated and then the ones around you are vaccinated. And Meg joins us now. So, Meg, what are we learning about those spoiled Johnson & Johnson doses? Nora, 15 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine were reportedly ruined by human error at one of their manufacturing partner plants. All future shipments have been stopped. Now, this could impact mass vaccination sites like this one in Newark, New Jersey, that just opened up today. They're expecting a Johnson & Johnson shipment in six weeks, Nora. All right, that is the big news tonight. Meg Oliver, thank you. And it's been a pipe dream for more than one president. But today, President Biden used Pittsburgh as his background to launch a sprawling plan to rebuild the nation's infrastructure. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling with the president and has the details. Now it's time to rebuild. President Biden said the scope of his new infrastructure plan rivals the space race and the construction of the interstate highway system. It's not a plan that tinkers around the edges. It's a once-in-a-generation investment in America. $620 billion would be used to fix traditional infrastructure, including 20,000 miles of highways and roads and more than 10,000 bridges. 
$650 billion more would go towards installing universal broadband, replacing lead pipes and service lines, strengthening the electrical grid, and building affordable housing. It will create millions of jobs, good-paying jobs. The U.S. lags behind 12 other nations when it comes to infrastructure quality. That bridge was kind of really in bad, bad shape. Rich Fitzgerald is Allegheny County Executive. For a decade, he has been hoping to extend this busway to towns outside Pittsburgh. 30, 40 years ago when those mills shut down, those communities still have not recovered. So to be able to connect those communities to the job centers provides opportunities. Does your county have the money to fund these projects on its own? No, not, not even close. The White House wants to raise those funds by increasing the corporate tax rate from 21 percent to 28 and by hiking taxes on overseas earnings. If it's a Trojan horse for a massive tax increase, put me down as highly skeptical. Democrats and Republicans broadly agree about the need for more infrastructure spending. They just part ways over how to pay for it. So President Biden may have to try to go it alone with this package the way he did with his COVID relief bill. All this could take months to sort out, Nora. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. And tonight we want to show you some troubling new images from the southern border. Surveillance video captured by the Border Patrol in New Mexico shows migrant smugglers on top of a 14-foot high border barrier dropping a child into the U.S. And then moments later you see another. The smugglers can be seen then running away. U.S. authorities rescued the children. Turns out they are sisters from Ecuador, just three and five years old. And the girls are now safely in U.S. custody. One of former President Trump's top allies, Florida Congressman Matt Gates, is confirming that he's under federal investigation for sex trafficking. In a series of shifting statements, the 38-year-old Republican denies he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old. Instead, he says he's being extorted. Here's CBS's Major Garrett. Matt Gates under fire tonight and on the defensive as the Department of Justice investigates his conduct with a 17-year-old girl. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. Gates, 38, has not been charged, but investigators are scrutinizing whether he paid for the girl's travel over state lines or provided anything of value in exchange for sex, potential violations of federal sex trafficking laws. The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. Gates said allegations of impropriety were an attempt to criminalize his, quote, generosity to ex-girlfriends. He also claims the accusations are part of a multi-million dollar extortion scheme. Matt Gates is a great man, a great gentleman, and what a future he has. I don't know about Gates, a staunch conservative, is among former President Trump's most vocal and visible defenders, echoing baseless claims of widespread voter fraud and defending him after the January 6th Capitol riot. President Trump explicitly called for demonstrations and protests to be peaceful. Gates is also linked to Joel Greenberg, seen here along with Trump ally Roger Stone. Greenberg was indicted last summer for sex trafficking. Today, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said Gates could lose his position on the Judiciary Committee if the allegations prove true. Mr. Gates denies the story. I look forward to talking to Mr. Gates. Uh, I haven't heard anything from the DOJ or others, but I will deal with it um, if any of it comes to be true. He's in a world of hurt. Harry Littman is a former federal prosecutor. He clearly is under investigation for a serious crime with a 10-year mandatory minimum. 
The FBI and Justice Department have refused to comment on any of the Gates matters. Curiously, Gates was the only member of the House in 2017 to vote against beefing up federal efforts to combat human trafficking. Nora? The only member. He said the federal government had all the authorities it needed. Major Garrett, thank you. And on this final day of Women's History Month, we want to introduce you to the women leading the effort to vaccinate the world. The three vaccines being used here in the U.S. have female researchers at the forefront. In our series, Women in the Pandemic, we'll introduce you to those on the front lines of ending the COVID crisis. Nita Patel is trying to help end the pandemic. We are making antibodies. So She's one of the lead vaccine scientists at Novavax, a Maryland biotech company currently in the final trials of its COVID vaccine. Her team isn't just led by a woman, it's almost all women. Do you see a difference in the way a team of female scientists work together? They communicate. They get along very well. I never seen them stress out. Patel isn't alone. Women are leading the effort at Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Oxford AstraZeneca. And at NIH, so Kizmikia Corbett helped design here? the Moderna shot. Actually, I was told that I was one of the first people to open a bottle of the vaccine. Patel has a theory so as to why women are at the forefront. We have a, a power inside us. We are very goal-oriented, very persistent in achieving that goal. Why do you think science is such a good field for women? Oh, science is fun. You know, there is no boundary. It's un unlimited space. Before the pandemic, the number of women in science and engineering was rising, up 36 percent over the past decade. But a new study says women in the field aren't immune to the pressures of the pandemic. The crisis is affecting their productivity and mental well-being. Have you personally witnessed amongst other female scientists, this stress? Yes, the stress and the work-life balance that women really faced a lot in this pandemic, and that made some women leave the work. But Patel hopes there's a silver lining, a new generation inspired to get into science. Women often don't recognize you have incredible strength inside you. It just needs a right moment to come out. And I think in science, you can do this. Tonight, thousands of people in Alabama are dealing with floods as the state continues to recover from last week's tornado outbreak. Heavy rain today left cars and streets submerged. Lakefront homes were also flooded. Farther north, parts of upstate New York and New England could get a foot of snow by tomorrow. 69 million Americans will begin the month of April with record-breaking freezing cold temperatures Friday. Also tonight, this news, the Los Angeles County Sheriff says detectives have determined the cause of that horrible crash that left Tiger Woods with a shattered leg and foot. But they're not releasing details due to the Gulf Star's privacy concerns. The sheriff says he needs permission from Woods before releasing that information. Phoenix police say it's what we do. Take a look. Body cam video shows two officers rushing to save a man trapped inside a burning car. The window wouldn't break, so they used a fire extinguisher to smash it. The officers then revived the man using CPR. Those two officers, of course, tonight being hailed as heroes. Now a shining example of the overwhelming generosity of you, our viewers. CBS's Mark Strassman has a heartwarming follow-up to our report on military families in need. We met Desiree Alvarez last month on her way to a food bank. This army wife of an E3 private and the mother of little Elijah and Marisol. We don't want to have to 
rely on us sleeping. We're really tired of it. Um, I really, I really need to find a job. Thousands of military families struggle with hunger. You heard that, and wow, did you respond. More than 4,000 of our CBS Evening News viewers donated to the Military Family Advisory Network. In all, more than $600,000. She stole my heart. Tori Adams Pittman in Tampa saw Desiree's story. So I called her and I was like, hey, Desiree, this is Tori. She offered Desiree a job working from home in Washington State. And I learned more about the company, more about her. Alvarez now works as an account manager for a solar panel installation company. She makes $43,000 a year. What does this mean for you? This means the world to me. This is literally financial stability. Your donations will help pay for more than one million meals for military families. But that amount is incredible. It harnesses the human spirit. It's amazing. What will feed these families is your generosity. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that more than half a million dollars in donations. Tomorrow, writing the first draft of history by keeping journals during the pandemic. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. See you tomorrow. Good night. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. This is Stephen Colbert, here to talk to you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. For instance, if I'm talking to Tom Hanks for like 20 minutes, only 14 of that ever makes it to air because we just don't have time. And Tom's a jabberjaw. You know, he's a chatty Cathy. But it's all gold because it's Tom Hanks, and we put that on the podcast. We do. Yeah, that's value added. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.